0: The Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab, number 73, for October 8th, 2006. Ah! And here we go! Greetings, folks! Welcome to the Geek Gab for... uh Sunday and it's sunny outside, which is odd for us. We're usually told Ow. up at night. Yeah, <laughs> the light hurts my eyes. Hurts. <laughs> Turn that off. Uh, yeah, so some scheduling stuff uh, made this work a little bit better for us this week, at least for me. So thanks, John, for
1: accommodating yeah Monday my Monday
0: uh, Monday the the kids get off usually right? Yeah, the kids are off tomorrow, but I've got something going on tomorrow night. So we are uh, we are back from PME, uh, the Portable Media Expo, where uh, PPM. Pee-Pee, I mean, that's right. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, I, I did want to mention something about the the last podcast we did number seventy two with that snowball. When I listened back, it sure sounded like things were breaking up, but I remember while we were recording it looking at the levels and nothing was peaking. Well, apparently it's very difficult to make that mic peak. It's something about the electronics inside limit the the signal coming out. So it never will actually register a peak. In audio hijack, at least, which is what uh, what we were using on the MacBook Pro there, and uh, so it it was uh, overmodulated inside the mic, but obviously never showing up on the VU meter, so we never noticed it. So uh, for next time, we will know better. And the snowball does sound even better than what you heard uh, the last time. So just wanted yeah, to, you had to make a. I sure uh, mentioned
2: that. Well, you uh, tweaked one of one of yours. You had yeah. Firmware, it, right?
0: If you're if you're an owner of one of those blue snowballs, they actually have. Two different firmware updaters online, one that sets it to a very low gain mode for close miking of, you know, vocals or amplifiers, instruments, even drums, whatever. Uh, and then one in a very high gain mode for what we were doing last weekend. And it's important to and, and you actually have to update the firmware to change it. It's not like you have a switch or something on the on the device that lets you do it. So, uh, very, very important to know because I had one here and it was by default in, uh, I guess, very low gain mode. And I thought, wow, this is pretty much useless for what I want to use it for. Works great. So, uh, well worth remembering. Today's show is about keyboard shortcuts. This is something that you have all been asking about for a while in various capacities. It's something John has kept saying to me. We've got to do a show about shortcuts. We've got to do one. Well, here we are. So we've done, uh, we've done quite a bit of research this week, digging up some keyboard shortcuts. I'm sure that not only did we not find all of the keyboard shortcuts that are available, but we certainly won't have time to go through all of the keyboard shortcuts that are available. But uh, we're going to touch on it and uh, hopefully spark some conversation here. Please feel free to send in all of your comments and, and responses and, and any, any shortcuts that you found that you think would be cool to share with the rest of the listening audience. And uh, we'll be sure and keep this conversation going. Much. Now, go ahead.
2: Now, should we agree? Because there's one thing I've noticed about the keyboard is that to add to the fun. Yeah. Some of the keys, especially a lot of the ones we're going to talk about, yep. have multiple names. So maybe we should get that out of the way
0: that's, first. Actually, um, that's a great idea, John. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Okay. So uh, so we're talking about that that key with the it's got like a, a triangle with the the line through it right in the middle. Or is, are we just going to call that the A key today? Uh, <laughs> which one? <laughs> Which key are you talking about? What, what, what keys? Uh, like, I, maybe maybe you better clarify, John. What, what, what well, keys let, are you talking about?
2: Well, I'll talk about the. Because, yeah, I don't think I have some of the keys that you're talking about, depending on what you have. Um, but I was talking about, so, for example, the first one um, has many names. Uh, it, it is sometimes called Command. Right. It is sometimes called Apple. Right. And I've heard also some people, because there's this funky little symbol on there, also call it a clover. Right. Uh, I think I'm going to stay. Well, we just so if we weave between the two, because I think we may. I would say Apple and Command are probably the two most popular right. designations for I, that one key that's usually I, closest I to the space bar.
0: Command is the one that Apple uh, refers to it as, but uh, but obviously, if you say Apple, we'll know what that means. So, uh, and then and then the one next to it, or the one that's usually next to it on on Apple's keyboards, is always labeled Option. But if you're using a Windows keyboard or a, a generic universal keyboard, as it were, it uh, it may be labeled Alt, right? Yes,
2: so. keyboards I have have that. So those are the two that are kind of ambiguous. The the others, Control yeah. and Fn or Function, I'd say those are those are pretty uh, consistent.
0: Yeah, although on uh, depending on your keyboard, you may not have an Fn button because you may just have um, if you're if you're not on a uh, laptop or an iMac. You may not have an Fn button, actually, and I don't even know if the iMac would have it. Right? It's just the no. I don't think uh, so because actually, no, right the now laptops. the
2: keyboard I'm using, because the other one uh, succumbed to a uh, unfortunate liquid catastrophe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, this is one of the ones that I believe came with one of the uh, early uh, iMacs that I just had kicking around here, and yeah, okay. it stops at the control key. There is no function key. Right. Right.
0: All right. Uh, Well, let's uh, let's let's go through a couple of our uh, quickly go through a couple of our favorite uh, shortcuts, some of the ones that maybe not favorites, but just some that we found. And then we've got some questions from you and a couple of apps to go through, and then we'll we'll kind of let the the final discussion just be sort of a meandering keyboard shortcut uh, Mm -mm. melange, as it were. (laughs) Uh, Start us off, John. What's uh, what's something that you found? Something something ever so valuable.
2: Here's something, and actually this came in handy when we were at PPME, yeah. because someone was having problems booting their machine, and so the first one that I'd start off with is uh, if you hold down the Option key when you are starting up your Mac, almost, okay. uh, most Macs, yep. maybe not all of them, um, you will get this little guy called the Startup Manager. Mm-hmm. And what this does is it, it shows you all of the devices or volumes that it think it can boot from, with okay. a little caveat that we'll talk about later. But normally uh fresh out of the box mac if you do that. And and that's good especially if you are having booting problems. What this will tell you is what the mac can see and sometimes the mac can get confused and and not know which device to boot from. Sure. So uh so I think that's a pretty handy one especially if you're uh running into trouble.
0: All right. Well, there you go. Uh the, one that I found that uh that really kind of caught my eye. You ever been l- uh subscribe to a podcast perhaps this one and you say gosh you know three episodes ago those guys talked about something and i listened to it and then you know i deleted it or itunes deleted the show i'd love to re-download that show but it's not in my list anymore in itunes i can't find it well if you twist that little triangle for the show closed, so that it doesn't show anything in the list and then hold down the option key and twist it again by clicking uh when it opens up, you 'll see all of the shows that are in the feed still that iTunes has, has chosen to ignore uh, because you 've already downloaded, listened to, and, and then processed them through. They will all be listed there. The ones that are in, the, in iTunes will be black with just like you normally see them. The ones that aren't there will be gray with a little "get" button next to it. so that's the way otherwise you 'd have to unsubscribe from the show, resubscribe, then go through, and remanage all that so uh, so that's, that's uh, That's my shortcut. I'll add one one to it, though, because the command button, if you hold down command while you're twisting one of those triangles, whatever you do will apply to all of them. So if you hit command, it will. uh, if if the one that you click on is open and you hit command, it will twist all of them up and collapse all of them. Uh, If you then hold down command and click one that's collapsed, it will expand all of them. And that holds true for the option key, too. So if you hold command and option down and expand Mm -hmm. one of them, all of them will expand and show you everything that's in the feed with all the little get buttons. So there's uh, that. that's it. That's it? That's We're it done. on that one. Yeah, what do you got? <laughs> What's next? Okay, well,
2: as you can tell, I'm all about starting up your Mac properly. And here's another one. Um, some Something that's kind of infuriating about some Macs is that there's really no way to uh, eject a CD. A lot of uh, this, it hands yeah. over to an eject button, which you may or may not have on your keyboard, depending on... What, what Mac you have. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's one that I've run into also when I had to help someone out with a Mac who, uh, that, that would not give up the CD. It just it wanted to keep it to itself. Okay. When you start up your machine, if you hold down the mouse button or the trackpad button while yep. you're booting the machine, yep. one of the first things it'll do is spit out whatever is in the optical drive. And I, maybe other drives, but at least the optical drive. That's right.
0: Well, you know, the interesting thing is that used to be the way to spit out the floppy. Back, uh, ah. right, back in the you know SE thirty Mac Plus, even you know any any Macs that had the floppy, I guess up until the up until the iMac. So uh,
2: it's oh, okay. Uh, so it's pretty consistent, it, and it I think been, what's also consistent yeah. is most Macs have a place to which you don't want to do this, but if if you really get stuck, there's usually a place. I remember the floppies had this, and I think mm-hmm. most of the optical drives a place to put a paperclip to activate the manual mechanical eject that uh, right that a lot of optical drives and I guess have. That, of course that, not.
0: That, too, could be a keyboard shortcut. If you took off one of your keys and got, like, the little thing in there, you could straighten that out and use that part of your keyboard. <laughs> but, of course, it would render your keyboard useless. But that, then, is a keyboard shortcut. Just don't actually cut yourself. Uh, one of one of my favorites, especially with, uh, with a laptop, but I do it with some of the desktops, too, is Command, Option, and Eject will uh, put the Mac to sleep uh, right away. So... And and if Ooh. you don't ha- if you don't have an eject button, I believe it's Command Option Power will do it too. So uh, so you can try that right now, John, Forrest. No, okay.
2: <laughs> but I know another one is yeah. at least on on my G5. If you hit the power button, you will get a uh, what you're saying does it immediately. But I know you can also hit the power button and uh, and bring that and up. get a and get a menu that gives you choices okay. of what to do. But yep. but that gets right down to it. Yep.
0: I wanted to tell you, John, our our show today is sponsored by TeachMac, of course, available at teachmac.com. Their module maker is out now. Uh, TeachMac allows you, it's an environment in which you can learn how to do different things with your Mac. Uh, Applications can be taught this way. The Finder, the Mac in general, can be taught this way. It shows you movies or stills, along with audio content, that basically walks you through with visual cues uh, doing specific operations if you want to learn how to say print photos in iPhoto you can load up that module play it through and it will walk you through this process in a in a very uh, easy to understand way you can then use this module maker to create your own modules uh, and then if you want to you can either share them with your friends or you can sell them through teach and and get a cut of the action there too Uh, they do have two ways of getting teachmac one is to simply download the free version and then pay for each of the modules that you want to use or you can pay i believe 49 bucks a year and then you have access to every module that's available in teachmac and that's all available at teachmac.com with that we'll move on to Andrew uh and he had a keyboard shortcut question that we're going to try and answer for him hi john and dave this is andrew from nova scotia canada I'm a pretty new Mac user, I've only had my MacBook Pro for a couple of months now, uh, but the transition's going pretty smoothly. Uh, The only problem is I'm a pretty habitual keyboard shortcut user, uh, and I'm very grateful for the coverage you had on how to turn that complete access feature on. But my question is this, how can I bind a keyboard shortcut to open a program? I'd like to have some easy key combination to bring up a new terminal window, for example. Sure. Uh, It's an outstanding podcast, you guys have uh,
2: exceptional quality, and your hard work is very much appreciated. Thanks a lot.
0: Well, comments like that will get you, well, get your question answered. That's, that's. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, when I heard this, I, I, I immediately jumped to third-party apps. Do you know of any way to do this just with the OS in and of itself, John?
2: Uh, no. I haven't tried it, but, okay. I mean, there is the, uh, the keyboard shortcut section, uh, right. the keyboard and mouse uh, preferences, but I don't know if it'll get you down to the uh, application level. I haven't tried it, so okay. I guess my answer is I don't know. Okay, but it sounds like you know I do. Well, some commercial I mean, options.
0: Yeah, there, there are some commercial options, uh, and one of them is a program that you've probably all heard of called QuickKeys. Uh, this is, you know, the cat's meow as far as uh, keyboard shortcuts go. It it has its own little scripting thing built into it, and will allow you to basically do anything you want from uh, launching a keyboard shortcut. It it's a little. I've never personally found a need for all of that. Uh, and I've, I've used something called keyboard maestro, which is, uh, it's sort of a lighter version, although it does, it does some different things. It, it sits, uh, kind of sits as a demon on the machine. So it's, it's always kind of there in the background and, uh, and you can use it to launch Apple scripts, which then could be told to open apps and, uh, and open new windows or, you know, jump to an app and close this window and open that one. Uh, and, uh, One thing I use Keyboard Maestro for on my uh, Powerbooks and and MacBook, one key that's sorely missing is a one-click page up and page down key, right? You've you've got to hold down function and and do it that way with those keyboards. And I just find that annoying because when I sit at my desk, I've got page up and page down keys on my external keyboard, and I like Mm. that. So what I did was I mapped um, a couple of the function keys, and I had to move expose out of the way when they released that. But uh, I believe I've got F11 and F12 on my uh, on my MacBook Pro now to do F11 does page up and F12 does page down. And it's awesome because I can just pop around and I do that with Keyboard Maestro. So presumably you'd be able to do the same thing, Andrew, for uh, for that. Do you have any other, other thoughts about that, John? or No thoughts. No thoughts. Zero? <laughs> Nothing? Oh, my goodness. Uh, there were a couple of other apps that we found. Uh, did you check either of these apps out, John? KeyQ or Xcuts? uh browse them but i'll, I'll okay. leave it to you. all right uh key is actually pretty cool it allows you to uh it, you hold down i'm trying to make sure i'm doing the right program here that i'm not confusing things because i've got uh i've got too much stuff going on here uh key Q, you hold down the command key and if you hold it down for more than say uh i think you can set it but you know i've got it set at like five seconds and if you've got it down that long, all of a sudden uh, kind of an overlay an alpha channel window will pop up showing you all of the key, uh, the keyboard shortcuts available in whatever application you're in. And, uh, really, really cool stuff. Uh, it's available for, you know, download as a shareware app. And it only shows you some of the, uh, of the keyboard shortcuts when you, when you are in shareware mode, but, uh, but you can unlock it. I think it's like 15 bucks or something. And, uh, and then you and then you get the whole thing. It's really, really, really handy. Uh, just like I said, just hold down the command key and bam, this thing pops up, kind of overlaid on on whatever app you're running, and, and then you can pick the key keyboard shortcut, and uh, and away you go. So that's uh, that's KeyQ. And Xcuts is a, a dashboard widget that shows you a whole lot of different things, and it's actually searchable. So that's uh, that's a, that's another handy little app that uh, that I've found. Did you find any? Yeah, and, go ahead. Um,
2: Yeah, I'll toss in one other yeah. uh, kind of handy thing, which you, you may not think of, but you know there, there is, as I referred to in the past, that poor person that writes the Mac Help. Yeah. And if you go to the Mac Help, uh, it's funny because it, it, the what I was looking for showed up in an unexpected place, but if you do uh, keyboard shortcuts, it doesn't show up in actual help files, but it shows okay. up. It links to an article, so you have to be online, similar to... Uh, to uh, what we we're just talking about, you have to be online, but it'll get an article that, that as far as I can tell, points to the uh, article that you could also find uh, using a browser and going to the Apple Support database, and it gives you a pretty thorough list of commonly used ones. and Then it links to related articles, so uh, so huh. so it looks like they beef up the help system a bit. So, uh, huh, you know, it's not only accessing what's in your local machine, but it's also reaching out online if you have smart. if you're connected. That's smart, um, and that's where and actually a lot of the uh, you know, notes that were a lot of the uh, sites or pages we're going to put in the show notes are also right. accessible from the Mac help facility. If you do search for a keyboard shortcut. So thought I'd toss that one in there.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. And, and you're right The the show notes, whenever, uh, whenever you get around to doing them, uh, <laughs> we'll have a ton of, of resources here that include far more than, than what we'll be going through in the show. The, the kind of the, the, we found we've been researching this show for a while. You know, we knew in the back of our heads that we we're going to do this. So anytime I found anything to do with keyboard shortcuts, I just dumped it into a little folder in uh in Yojimbo here and, and just let it kind of build up and a couple of weeks ago. I was looking at it and I thought, yeah, we got enough. So, uh, mm-hmm. so I have all those links and, and uh, we'll, we'll put them in the show notes so that, and, and John will add what he's found too. So that's uh, that way we're in good shape. Should we take uh, Should we take Jim's question? Even though I don't know that we have a specific answer for it, it uh, might lead into a decent discussion here. So, Jim, are you there? Damn, Jim. Jim.
1: Jim. Okay. Hi, guys. This is Jim. I am calling about um, a Mac issue that I have. Um, currently, I have a Belkin KVM switch with four ports on the back of it connected to. Um, two Windows boxes and two Macs, um, a Mac server and a Mac DNS server, and then a Windows server and a, just a Windows XP Pro box. My issue is if is I use a Windows-compatible keyboard and the Belkin box has a switch to it where if you press scroll lock two times it will allow you to switch between screens. The problem comes when I'm in with the Macs. The Macs, when you press scroll lock on the Windows keyboard, automatically comes up the screen. Do you want to sleep, shut down, restart? Um, and that is not what I want to see on either of my two servers. Um, I have looked on countless email, i mean, not emails, but postings on the internet, looked through Google. Nothing on there has told me what that particular button does. Um, as far as I can see, maybe it's like F15 on the Mac, but it does not act the same way with the Mac. So the problem is with that scroll lock. I press it one time, it comes up with the shutdown button. I have yet to turn one down or restart one, but the uh. likelihood of that happening is going to is, will increase as I use it. Thank you for your time. Um, you can email me.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting one. Do you, do you have a, any thoughts off the top of your head, John? Well,
2: one thought is that uh, while I was uh, researching for the show, um, yep. there are definitely uh, some issues with getting certain keystrokes through a KVM switch. That's right. Um, and you and I both found an yep. article in the Knowledge Base that basically says, uh, you know, certain combos are not going to get through. And in my initial thought, um, I haven't worked, I've worked with various different KVM boxes. The one thing I would try to do is, is there a way, and, and some of the ones I've worked with, yep. uh, to change you know so you're not locked into a certain key combo sure because you may have these you know different keyboards and all that so um i don't know the specific one and i actually haven't you know i don't have one personally here. Right. i've used a different one so hopefully there's a way to get in there and uh and change what keyboards are going to let it uh, hear you
0: yep um yep
2: That'd be one thing I try, but uh, what are your thoughts?
0: Well, I'm gonna, I'm going to guess that that he has checked with Belkin to see if there's some driver issue or you know that some driver he can install. But but if not, then yeah, that would be you know one thing to check. The other thing is I, I think Keyboard Maestro actually may be uh, maybe an option here because it will let you sort of intercept a lot of that stuff. I'm not sure if it will let you intercept that particular keystroke there but I wouldn't be surprised. It, it may, it may be able to grab that before the, uh, before it pops up the, the shutdown window. And if you can, you could map it to something or simply nothing. Um, and, uh, and that, that may be the, uh, the trick there. Keyboard maestro is pretty cool. It's, it's like I said, well worth checking out. It's something I've had on my machine. I think even since the OS nine days, if, uh, if that's possible, and I mm-hmm. believe it is. Yeah. So that would be, uh, that would be my thing to, to check out two Oh six, 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 six geek are the number is the number that both Andrew and Jim called to leave that mess, their messages rather. And, uh, and you can do that too, or you can email them to Mac gab at MacObserver.com. Uh, what else do we have here, John? Is there, uh, is there anything we talked about the key KVM stuff? You fi- okay. So it, it, what, what other, now, now that we're, we've gotten through some of that stuff, what, what are some other, uh, keyboards shortcuts that you found that, uh, that you find useful and perhaps, you know, not, not necessarily on the beaten path.
2: Well, here's one that I found quite by accident. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I don't know how I found it. I, I think I was fumbling around to try to do, uh, well, one, one that I'll talk about soon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually accidentally hit. You're teasing us, John. Yeah, well. Um, but I just don't want to, you know, hog all the time here. Because then I have to talk about two and I don't want to do that. Go ahead. Can I do that? I'm going to talk about two. Talk about two. I think it it was when I was trying to use uh, Command-Tab, which switches among, and I assume that most people know how to do this, especially if you come from the Windows world, where it's uh, Alt-Tab. But basically, Command-Tab lets you switch through all your active running applications. Uh, And they've changed the way this happens, uh, depending on the you know, uh, version of uh, OS X that are using. But the, the current version is pretty nice. So, it, you know, has a thing that comes up over everything else, and every time you hit Command-Tab, it will switch over to the next app. Uh, a little secret here is that if you hit Command-Q, it'll quit whatever the highlighted app is. So if you really need to uh, quit a whole bunch of applications very quickly, this is a nice way to do it.
0: Okay, so wait a minute, but you've got to keep, You have to keep the command key held down and then simply hit, okay, so you keep the command key held down, you hit tab, you get to the app you want, and then still with the command key down, you just tap Q, and away it goes. Yeah. Really?
2: I thought that was kind of
0: useful. I didn't know that.
2: I didn't know that. And there may be other, you know what, I haven't experimented, maybe I will one day. Okay. It may be be kind of dangerous, but uh, maybe there are other things. So, yeah, so if you hold down command and you do tab, it switches the app, if you do Q, it quits it, there may be
0: other things you could do that I don't know about. There are. I know of one. If you hit uh, yes. command, uh, the, the whatever's below the tilde, the uh, the, the reverse apostrophe, uh, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. So if you hold down the command key and you hit tab first and you start cycling through apps and oh, you mm-hmm. went past one, if you go up and hit that, that whatever that key is, it actually goes, it cycles backwards through it in in reverse. Yeah. Look at you. That's good. Yeah. That's not bad, (laughs) isn't it? Not bad for one. Uh, Another one I found, and it it makes use of those oft-forgotten function keys at the top of the the Mm -hmm. screen. If you hit control, now not command, but control, and F4... It will cycle between all the open windows in all of the apps. So not just app to app, but it actually starts cycling window to window all of your apps. That's what huh. Work. Huh. Isn't that something? What was that one again? Control F4. And it'll start cycling windows of all of your apps that are open. Control F4? Yeah. Mm, not doing it on my machine.
2: Control function
0: F4. Ah, are you on your PowerBook? Yes. Okay. Control function. F4. Well, the, the your function we on on the PowerBook, unless by default, the function keys actually take their alternate functions, right? Uh, mm. Of the brightness and contrast and all that stuff. On a desktop machine, by default, the function keys just take the their being being there as function keys. You can, however, in the keyboard uh, shortcuts, I think there is a way somehow i thought it was in keyboard and mouse oh of course i'm not on a laptop now so that that option's not going to present itself but if you're on a laptop you can you can change that so that the function key uh the function keys act as function keys or as their 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 uh their counterparts and then the fn key on the keyboard t- toggles between the two so uh so uh you want one more with the function keys john C- yes. Control F3, or on a laptop with its default settings, Control FN F3 will uh, turn the dock on and off. Ooh. You like that? Good one. And kind of related to the one that you just brought up.
2: But uh, wait which... a minute.
0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Control mm-hmm. F3. I think that's it, right? Does that do it? Yeah. Yeah, that, that does it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Control F3. What were you going to say, John? Well, the one I wanted to
2: mention, because you were talking about going to Windows, as far as I can tell, this is like a, a not global version, but a Command, this is the one that I stumbled across accidentally, mm-hmm. Command-Shift-Tilde Okay. will cycle the active Windows in the current, current application. App. Ah, okay. It won't pop around, so sure. we kind of came across yep. complementary. Uh, yeah. So if you don't want to go cycling through all your apps, then you would do Command-Shift-Tilde. And yep. I don't know why I, yeah, I think I yep. slipped and instead of Tab, I hit yeah it, it was a mess.
0: so if you're listening to this in your car in, invariably some of you are going to want to go back and listen to this again at least this section of the show again in uh, sitting at your computer and if you're at your computer, do this command option control and then hit eight did you do it John? Command command option option control, control. and eight. eight not not f8 just eight. Oh, isn't that funky? Yeah, it inverts all your screen colors, so white becomes black and and then everything else kind of bounces around. Oh. Uh Well, that's kind it, of useful. It could be I could see that being useful in in the dark or on an airplane or something where the lighting is is non-optimal. I can see that actually being being quite useful. So, maybe out in the <laughs> sun. Really, where things get washed out on the screen if you did that it, it might actually yeah. make a difference. So, uh that's one of my that's one of my favorite ones. And uh and speaking of eight, of course, control F8 uh, lets you, it pops, the, the, pops open your first menu extra in, in the menu bar, and then you can mm-hmm. navigate through them with the, uh, with the keyboard. So control F8, and then you can navigate through all your menu extras, menu meters, and your... With you know, the arrow settings, keys. With the arrow keys. Using correct. the arrow keys. Yes, okay. correct. And then enter will, or return rather, it will select whatever, uh, whatever you got there. You got something else for me, John? Well, I want to
2: do a little detail on one that we talked about before. Um, And I think you know something about this, too. But I I was talking about where you hold an option when you boot the machine. Right. Um, Well, actually, I came across some different things. So I'm sorry. If, If we're talking about ejecting media, now Apple actually recommends a couple of different things you could try. One is... That you, uh, of course, hold down the mouse button like we talked before. But another right. is that you enter this thing called
0: Open Firmware. Oh, I thought it was the Twilight yeah. Zone.
2: Well, <laughs> I was kind of leading up to it with that. Uh, <laughs> right. right. But uh, but you've probably messed with Open Firmware in the past, right? That's right. And that's I right. don't think that's in the Intel Macs. I think we're just talking the PowerPC Macs. I think they may have uh, actually changed this. Uh, I'm not sure. You, you can tell me. Uh, no,
0: Open Firmware has been there on on uh, on on. PowerPC max as well
2: but I, I don't know if it's in the intel ones oh. actually no actually i'm looking at a menu here and it says at least yeah, in this yeah, article yeah, yeah, yeah. here it says it's not an in intel intel is no. using a different intel uses platform else. that's right that's right um, yeah. but here's something you can do yeah. is when you start up the machine you hold down command option o as an oscar f as in frank Franklin, which yeah. stands for Open firmware. So it's easy to remember. And instead of seeing graphics, what you'll see is a lot of text. Uh, And it's this thing called open firmware. And it's it's not too helpful, at least my version. If you type help, it it doesn't know. It's it's very bare bones. But if you say eject space CD, it will eject your CD. So this is another way. That's right.
0: And this do, is uh, this is before the OS loads, before anything yes. happens. This is all burned into the machine. So, right, uh, and then what you do to continue is you then type
2: mac dash boot, and it will continue yeah. the boot process. So this is something that's yeah. in the early stage of the system. Now, it, it kind of brings up a related yeah. issue: is that you may having that ability for someone to get to that level yeah uh and also to run the startup manager that I talked about is something you may not want people to do, especially if you have a portable, so uh, there is this very nice utility that will provide an open firmware password.
0: Remember the password if you set one though yes um, my, my favorite is always Boris has the microfilm that 's my favorite mm-hmm. password
2: yeah so, everybody wow. everybody
0: likes that everybody well, everybody <laughs> uses that that's right or Natasha
2: depending. <laughs> Of course, and Natasha. Right. Some people will remember know what we're talking about.
0: That's right. So we've um, got references to that to Rod Sterling, Rod Sterling, Rod Sterling, and uh, and then of course because of the topic of the show, Mr. Clarence Carter. So uh, what oh, yeah. what else can we do in in uh, in open but, firmware?
2: Well, what I what I wanted to uh, well, it, it's messing around with devices and showing you know RAM and stuff like that. You you can find. Um, some references online. Yeah. Um, but, but what I wanted to mention was that if you do want to protect against giving people the ability to choose the device that they should boot from, yep, um, there is an application that you can, inst- and depending on the Mac, I just looked online, if you have um, I think 10.3.9 or prior, you can download it. If you have 10.4 or greater, it's actually on your uh, Tiger install CD. Uh-huh. And it's a little application called, not surprisingly, oh gosh, where is it here? I think it's a open firmware uh, open firmware password. yeah. what that does is changes your machine, so if someone does try to boot from it and they're holding down uh, the, the you know try to go into the startup manager, it'll ask for a password first. Very good. If you don't provide the password, you're uh, SOL very good. <laughs> um, now there's also a reset password utility um that you have to uh so so i don't think this is a foolproof way of protecting your machine but it'll keep away the uh you know the the casual users who, who would like to uh get at your machine there you so go. just thought i'd go down that uh open firmware path oh a that's a good
0: bit. path it, i'll yeah. add something to it if uh mm-hmm. if you're having trouble with your mac and resetting the pram command option pr at boot uh doesn't solve it um and it's it. You can also try resetting the NV RAM, which is done by doing this command option OF. Go to Open Firmware and then type reset dash NVRAM and enter, and uh, that will that will do that too. So now I seem to recall a
2: reset all. I'm not sure. No, about that. that's I'll, right. I'll, There's I'll, a reset.
0: A reset hyphen all. That's right. I reset dash NVRAM and then reset hyphen all. Yeah. And I I think that clears and out the same
2: thing. Yeah, any of the information that uh, you know may have gotten corrupted and prevents your Mac from starting up. But yep. but you want to be careful. I mean, always, you know, open firmware is, uh, you know, it doesn't say are you sure and you know
0: it doesn't hold your hand. You could uh, you could really damage things in there. So be so careful we, out there. You know, one of my favorite things to use, and, and I guess this show is is a is a perfect time to talk about this this uh, little catchphrase. But in in the consulting world, I often used the uh, the term that there was an error between the chair and the keyboard, right? M- meaning that it was operator error. Uh, ah, Yes. Yeah, well, today we had a little error between the chair and the microphone, as it were. Uh, I sat here and read this, Control-F3, and I said to you, that hides and shows the dock. That doesn't. And it, and that's not what I had written down. Control-F3 is dock keyboard control, much like the menu extra keyboard control with Control-F8. You can control the dock and everything in it with the keyboard. If you do control F three to hide and show the dock is command option D. So, uh, I don't know how I sat here and read one thing and said another, but, uh, but yet I did. And it's, uh, the, pr- in, the proof's on the tape. So D isn't D, D isn't. Don't. Don't. That's right. <laughs> uh, but I will, but I, I'll make it up to you. Can I make it up to you now? Yes. Really? Uh, did you know that your Mac has two clipboards? Kind of, <sighs> No. Normally if you if you select text and and then do command X it will cut or command C will copy it and either mm-hmm. one of those puts it on the clipboard and then command V will paste it well if you're in right. any Coco app there is something that's very common in the Unix side of things that they bundled into OS 10 and I had no idea about it until I started researching this show uh, If you hit, if you're on any line and you hit control, not command, control K, it will take the contents of that line and cut them and put them into, let's call it an alternate clipboard. It'll be the cocoa clipboard (laughs) and then control Y pastes it back. But it, 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 you don't highlight anything. It takes the entire contents of from where the cursor is to the end of the line. So if you're at the beginning of the line and do it, the whole line goes. If you're in the middle of the line, it's the only the second half of the line that goes. If you just keep hitting it, if you just keep doing Control-K on multiple lines, it will take them all, put them all into a buffer, and then Control-Y, and bam, out it comes. So uh, very handy. Something I use constantly, almost daily, on the Unix side in editors like Nano and Pico, but never, ever thought to use it in a Cocoa app on, on uh on the Mac. And yet there it is right there. So it won't work in word because word is of course, carbon, not cocoa. So just bear that in mind. But, uh, but fascinating little stuff that, uh, that we find. Yeah, yeah. I just tried it. It works. I know. Amazing. I, I was, I was blown away and really, really handy because there's so many times when I want to use an alternate clipboard and there are many apps out, out there that of course that, that will add that functionality to your Mac. But uh, interesting to know hmm. that it's, it's sitting right there. I got one more in iTunes. You're playing a song, right? You've got your, your songs going and then you start managing things. You start going into your playlist and looking at other stuff, but you don't ever change the song. It just keeps playing. Maybe you're downloading podcasts. Maybe you're surfing through the music store and then you think, gosh, I want to go back to this song. And you got to think about how to navigate there, right? I mean, that I, I know we've all been there. It doesn't happen every day, but it's one of those things where you think, gosh, where am I? I got to go back to the library and find that song. No matter where you are in iTunes, command L. Bam brings you right back to wherever that currently playing song is. Uh-huh. See, this is worth the price of admission right here. This is it. This is the good stuff, folks. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm out. I, I you know that's uh, I'm good on the keyboard shortcuts. You got anything else, John?
2: You're good. Um, I'm good.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're 37 minutes here. This is you know we're rocking.
2: Yeah, I think I covered almost all uh, one more. Go. Very, very quick. Uh, you got something highlighted in the finder. You want to toss it in the trash. Command delete. Right. You I want like to empty the trash. So say you, you, you know, you, you like to keep an empty trash, which uh, most of us do. OK. Command shift delete empties the trash. Sweet. This only from the finder, of course. But, and uh, then
0: and wait, could you add the option key to that to delete locked files without pestering you?
2: I suppose you could. Hey, well, there you go.
0: <laughs> uh, that's like
2: super delete. Yeah, that's, that's
0: su- super uber delete. That's right. Uber. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to jump to this quickly just to to make sure everyone knows. Uh, it, 1048, of course, came out while we were at PME, and we talked very briefly about especially when talking about the uh mac pro that ricky spiro of the mac observers weekly roundup podcast has and uh we mentioned that that there were rumors of changes to rosetta in uh in 1048 it's huge i was using i had given up on word and excel on on my macbook pro and was using Mm -hmm. neo office right the neo office aqua version 3 or beta 3 or whatever it is Uh, which is nice it's it's open office and one cool thing about that is it's office xp on your mac effectively it's not office for the mac so there's some features that are that are slightly different because the they're it's much closer to office xp than it is to office for the mac the the down the downside to neo office is it's one application with everything and it's got access word excel PowerPoint. it's just loaded so it does take some time to load but even still it was faster than than loading word or excel with 1048 i'm back to word and excel uh they I mean it was like a 200 meg download. I'm pretty sure and and I this is just conjecture and I think you were saying the same thing John. They replaced Rosetta or at least a good chunk of it and it's way way faster. Maybe yeah, they maybe was they... a
2: big big difference between the Well that's well, I think we suspected there was a difference uh mm-hmm. which which I've noticed as of late yep. is that you'll have the uh PowerPC version of a software update and then the Intel version yeah. and the Intel versions Wildly uh, uh, the different. last few that I've seen are always larger yeah because i think they're doing more uh you know they've got more uh, to, more to fix. Of plumbing
0: yeah that's right so uh it's great it much faster less of a ram footprint from what i can tell it's not chewing up nearly as much virtual memory uh when i run word and excel i don't i'm not compelled to quit them when uh when i'm not using them so uh very 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 good job there now maybe maybe it's not all rosetta performance maybe now they're they're targeting in and saying okay let's you know let's look at the apps that people are using word excel maybe photoshop you know those kinds mm-hmm. of things and and really tweaking rosetta to make those shine and uh, who knows right i, I all yeah. this is conjecture but uh, well actually uh pop open the package and uh see what they're replacing yeah i could do that i can't do it right now but you know yeah. yeah now did you do this at the hotel uh, no no that was hotel... sucking
2: down all the bandwidth? no it was
0: you you were downloading all that um <laughs> battle <Star> galactica stuff <laughs> And it was well
2: worth it because I had something to watch in the in the airport. Yeah, that's right. I don't know if you watched the first uh episode.
0: Uh yes, I did. In fact, we started doing uh, wow. TV show reviews at iPod yeah. Observer. So we've got we've got some that I don't watch, but that's okay. Degrassi, I think, and then we're doing this the Flashback mm-hmm. Friday thing. Uh but we are doing Battlestar Galactica and uh and Lost, and there's one other and I really should know this, but uh but I don't so Battlestar Galactica and lost we've got uh, someone the reviews come out the day after the show airs and uh, and lots of comments and, and of course you know I mean especially with, with lost we're pretty much you're lost uh, nice to I am Nice lost. to have a little community of people so very very cool if you're watching either one of those shows please come over to iPod Observer check it out and, uh, and chime in on whatever it is you uh, whatever it is you think so very very good. Uh, what else do we have here? I don't know what we're doing for the show next week to be honest with you. Uh, you got any thoughts? Yeah, send in send in your thoughts. We we've got a very full mailbag here so that that's actually we'll most likely go back to a uh what we what has become a kind of a normal show for us. The
2: never uh, empty. The, the mailbag will never be empty.
0: I hope not. You know, I I really I, I mean that when we started this, I didn't know how long we'd be doing this kind of thing. It, it was it was really an experiment and and uh, an excuse to have some fun with audio and uh, and, and that sort of thing, and uh, and it's you folks that have kept it going. Frankly, uh, if it was up to John and I to come up with all the topics and all the content every week, we'd we'd have run out by now. There's forget no question, about it. right? Forget about it. But. Uh, but having the oh, interaction forget, forget about it forget about it but having the interaction with with you guys has been uh, the, the the key to keeping this thing going and uh, and yeah. D- yeah so far so good so and we I'll, even
2: met some of you at the at the show yeah
0: absolutely i don't know about the person
2: that jumped in the pool with their clothes on and yes they did i'm not kidding oh, you yeah. got to come to this show it's just
0: nuts it is nuts yeah it was a good barbecue too it was a good, party. That was Yeah, it was, it was good. Timing-wise, dinner in Ontario, California is always a fiasco. Come to the show. It's a lot of fun, but you need to know. I've been in Ontario, what, six, maybe seven nights in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Dinner is always a fiasco. Just accept that. If you think you're going to eat at six, you're going to eat at about 8.30. It's just how mm-hmm. it works. I, I, you know what I started doing when I travel, and this isn't because of Ontario, but I started packing little packets of oatmeal in uh, in my suitcase uh-huh. because with the coffee machine, like hot water, bam, instant oatmeal, good to go. So because
2: uh, you know we were really looking forward to uh, you know the first night eating at that Indian place that we ate, huh. ate at. The, and we thought it was kind of empty until we noticed the uh, the uh, health department health sticker. department warning yeah. on the on the door saying yeah. uh, don't eat stay here, away effectively. yeah that's right
0: so. Uh, let's see what do we have here. I know Better I've got put, something oh no. to
2: talk about. No, no more Portable Media Expo.
0: No, we don't have to talk about that. Uh, we'll, Cash we'll fly. Next year. Cashfly. Cashfly, of course, guys. is where you've uh, where you've downloaded this. And uh, thanks to thanks to Matt for everything. It was a pleasure finally getting to meet you at the show face to face, as it were. Mm. Um, remember, the uh, podcast marketplace has uh, the Six I Isolator earphones from Edomotic, the A Five mm. desktop speakers from Audio Engine, and TeachMac from TeachMac dot com. Backbeat Media. The Backbeat Media Podcast Network is uh, where you can go to sponsor this show. We are, of course, proud members. And uh, come play Nation States with us if you're not there already. That we're growing. We're growing. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. John's, John's really trying to become the delegate now, so uh, he, he, may be, he may be soliciting for votes. So, hey, you know, that's that a may good be something
2: thing. something in it for you if you vote for me.
0: Oh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Two uh, zero six 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 geek mac geek gab dot com, Gmail invites yes although they don't seem to be replenishing as much as they used to no but I, I still get a boatload yeah me too Skype to to Mac Geek Gab oh yeah oh yeah.